Welcome back to State of the Franchise, the podcast that discusses franchises of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds, and different types. I am your host, Tom Stadler, here with my co-host, Fred Dakin. I am here as well. Happy to be here on a very special occasion. Very special occasion. Fred, are you ready for some fourth meal? Oh, man. I am so ready for fourth meal. Are you ready to be full? Oh, I'm full. Um, Yes, we are talking about the fast food chain Taco Bell. And if uh, you're not familiar with Taco Bell, it is some popular... Tex-Mex? What's, what's the That's ruling? That's very generous, but we'll keep going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's Tex-Mex-themed-ish? I don't know. It, it's tacos. They're, they are tacos in the loosest sense of the term. Kind of like we talk about franchises in the loosest sense of the term. And uh, we have a special guest here this week, Jasmine Gonzalez. What up, fam? Welcome back to the show, Jasmine. How are I you? I am so happy to be here. Also glad that I am here for the second time, and it is once again talking about like a national food chain. Like <laughs> I'm just becoming a subject matter expert on this, it feels like. For sure. I was going to say, I think you're the first two-timer for the, for the podcast. Joe Francisco. That's right. I <gasps> was like... Oh, fuck. Yeah, Joe. You got to get in again. We'll make sure that you get to record one before Joe gets to record another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll make sure we, we finagle the schedule. You're talking to the right guys to make sure that happens. Mm. Um, speaking of uh, talking about some scheduling and things involving Taco Bell today, well, I would love to get into your background, Jasmine. I feel like we, ha- we can't get this episode started without talking about the adventures that we've had today. Oh, it's been an adventure. Trying <laughs> to order from Taco Bell. And we must some- talk about it. To do some research. <laughs> um, I, I, where, where do we begin? I mean, Jasmine, I guess you were the one who placed the original order. So why don't you walk us through how this all this this day started? Yeah. So, you know, we knew we were going to re- record this podcast, uh, decided we were going to have some Taco Bell dinner just to like get some fresh thoughts, get some food in our bellies, all that good stuff. Uh, so I have the Taco Bell app on my phone and usually I order like straight out of the drive through, but I was like, all right, I'm going to have the app and use that, check that out. And when you have the app, the way it's supposed to work is you put in your order, you can place the order, you know, whenever, and they don't make the order at Taco Bell until you actually pull up to the drive through or the counter. And I've, tra- I've tested this before. Normally works out no problem. So I trusted in the system. I placed my Taco Bell order like pretty early in the day, fully expecting I'd roll out of work, get to the drive through and get like my fresh quesaritos and whatnot and come back and do this podcast. So I drive down and I should note that there is a Taco Bell, you know, near where we all live and then one slightly further out, which is supposedly the superior location. So I drove to that superior location. So that tacked on a few extra minutes of drive time. I pull up, you know, they say, all right, come up to the window. And they're like, all right, order for Jason. And I was like, no, Jasmine, like the princess, like princess Jasmine. And they're like, oh, we made that order hours ago and you didn't show up. So we threw it away. And I was like, that's not how that's supposed to work, but okay. So, uh, can I get my food? 
Uh, and this whole time I'm trying to be polite. Um, you know, I, I totally get working in customer service. I'm like, all right, let's just like talk it out. Let's just get this going. So I read my order out to them, like every single little modification, everything. They're like, great, we'll bring it out to you. They bring it out. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I want to record this podcast. So I drive back up here and we start pulling stuff out and things are missing. Things are like not made right. I got like a taco supreme that had sour cream, but no tomatoes for some reason. And it was just, it was just like so bizarre and that's where fred you come in and save the day like fucking batman (laughs) it was wonderful because you were also on your way to get taco bell we were able to get you to bring our like modifications and like our remade order yeah i'll pick up this leg leg of the journey so the minute i i pulled out all the items and i saw stuff missing after hearing the earlier part of that story i'm like i'm calling these guys up and then, Fred, you were the one that messaged me, and you're like, I'm leaving at 7 to go to Layton to get, sorry, we just we just called them out, put them on blast. The Layton Avenue location in Milwaukee yeah, on by blast the airport. Right I'm here, <laughs> this podcast is to call out Holt, because you are the closest one to us, and you should be good enough, but you're not. <laughs> I don't blame employers, this is a hard time, I just blame the system in general, and Layton Oh, you should know better. Yeah. You're my spot. I brag about you to everyone I meet. I tell everyone you gotta go to Layton. They they they've got it going. They're so nice. <laughs> they never forget anything. No, but today, not only did they not have the order ready. Oh no, they had the order ready. They threw it right, out. Wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> so I call them up. I mean, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a confrontational person unless I absolutely have to be. That's what you have to know about me. If I've worked in customer service before, I get it. Like it's a sucky job sometimes, especially when people call angry, but I'm just like, okay, like there's two outcomes here right now. Cause not then Fred, I knew you were going and I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe I can actually sell them on the fact that if they offer to remake it, you can just grab it because we had already had done a, a pickup today for one of the microphones that we're working with. And I guess I'll, I'll pass it off to you then, Fred, because basically they were like, yep, we'll remake it. You know, I told me quesarito, we need some cinnamon twist, so clutch, and some nacho cheese. So you you pick it up from here. Well, I was just going to throw out, this is like a, a Tarantino movie. We're going to like jump in time a little bit. I yes. was just going to say that, that we're recording this remote. This is our first remote record. And... Uh, I had already gone to your house to pick up this microphone. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't care because we live so close together, but it was just funny. Like we already had done this. Your neighbors are very suspect of what's <laughs> going on at your house right now. But when I went there, it was fine. You know, there was definitely more of a line than I expected. And I get there and pretty much I was like, can I have that remake order for Jasmine? And first thing they said was like, what order? And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then he was like, hold on, let's just finish your order and then I'll see what you're what you're talking about. Eventually they were able to they were like, "Okay, what was the order? And you had sent me what it was, which was good. And I told them that. And so they were able to prepare it. But there was a second he was about to, like, charge both to my car. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. No, the other one is you guys mess this up and I'm and he went and talked to someone and fixed all that but yeah it was a to do wow yeesh 
Well, you're a hero, Fred, for pulling this off today, making sure this episode flows smoothly, no hiccups. We're here now, and we're getting this up and, and going here, and I feel pretty good. The Taco Bell was good. I'll say once we had the food in our in our bellies and in our mouths, it was good. I got to say, and like, I don't know if it's just like my, my bias or how much I love Taco Bell or just like how good that food is, but like, even after like a not so great customer experience, I was like, man, this is so good and satisfying Mm -hmm. and I will return to Taco Bell anytime. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And we can foreshadow a little, we'll get into some of the more intro stuff or whatever, but I will also tease that. This was my second trip to Taco Bell today. Oh. I did also. I went above and beyond and had Taco Bell breakfast. Ooh. Oh. Second breakfast before you fourth meal. This is, oh man. This is new territory, you guys. I've never done the Taco Bell breakfast, so I'm leaning on both of you to really provide the insight from that experience. I had never done it before this week either. I only did it specifically because we were going to do this podcast, and I was like, oh, I should probably go get something. So I like swung by before work earlier this week and got myself some breakfast and it was some good stuff. It was good. It was some good stuff. So kind of picking up off of that, Jasmine, you've got some background with Taco Bell, like some personal history. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what was your first exposure to Taco Bell and kind of like what, what was your journey along the way into, to why, why you know so much about the restaurant today? So that's funny that you mentioned what was my first exposure to Taco Bell. Uh, My mom was already working at Taco Bell when she became pregnant with me. Oh, wow. So I've literally like born and raised by Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) I just literally been like that long in my life. You merely adopted the bell. I was born into it. True though. That's, that's <laughs> <really> good. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so that's my background. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like my mom was working there and she started from the bottom now she here. Uh, <laughs> uh but literally, you know, was like working there as like a regular kind of line worker um and worked her way up all the way up to becoming a general manager of a store in Mundelein, Illinois, my oh, hometown. Wow. Um, and yeah, pretty much through like my first years in college, she was still there. Um, and I actually got to work there for a few years myself. So that's my background with it is like really being like entrenched in it, I suppose. I mean, that's definitely some rich experience, even to know, I didn't know your mom worked there while she was pregnant with you. So, oh yeah, this is, yeah, that's a lot. That's basically, yeah, 20, what, nine years now? of Taco Yeah, Bell. like 29 plus years. Like, honestly, to me, like Taco Bell was just such a normal part of my childhood. Like I spent so much time there. I remember like all the employees knew me, like, um, After like school sometimes, like if my sisters weren't home yet or anything, like my mom would kind of swing out, pick me up, bring me back. And then I would just be like sitting in like a Taco Bell dining room, like doing my homework or coloring or whatever. And like that was pretty much it. Like I did that through high school and then I started working there. So then I would like go to school and then after school, change into my uniform, work a few hours, like hang out and like 
it was just so normal. Like to me, it was just like, yeah, this has always been part of my life. It's great. So, so you've really seen the trends come and go within the Taco Bell store because I feel of all the fast food chains, they do the most like self reinventing. Yeah, I feel like they really do. Um, so definitely like well, while I was there, like while my mom was there, I got to see a lot of that up close or like I would even know when things were going to come out like right before they did. Um, so that was pretty cool. Also got to know some of like the menu hacks, like there's no secret menu at Taco Bell, but if you know someone who like works there or something, like they can hook you up with some pretty cool stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean like lately, cause like my, my mom retired from that. Obviously I don't work there anymore. So I've been like not as up close and personal with Taco Bell, but like I still keep up on it. Like I literally have like texted my mom when I see like a menu change. And I'm like, mom, they like took away the Mexican pizza. And she's like, what? And like, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Like we care that much. The Mexican pizza was really good. I do remember <sighs> that was a favorite of my mom's back in the day. It was real good. Um, she would even buy like some of those, like the one, you know, like the school, like things that you would have, like where you get like the, like the bagel dogs and stuff. Um, they had like Mexican pizzas there too, but nothing like Taco Bell. That's, I like Taco Bell. So where did you, what were you, what were your things that you did within Taco Bell? Like what were some of your actual like jobs? I was a cashier the whole time. Um, okay. I was working there when I was 16 years old. Um, and at that age, you really are limited to being a cashier. Uh, you really can't go like you can't work like the hot area of like the food line under 18. Mm -hmm. So like I wasn't really allowed near the fryers. I couldn't really be by like the grills or anything. So I was really just like a cashier and like on expediting. Um, so like, you know, packing up the bags, getting them through the drive through, like running um, the cash registers, etc. It would have been super easy for me to become a shift manager if I'd like wanted to go that route. But like I said, I went off to college, still kind of worked at Taco Bell, like, you know, here and there on like breaks, summers and all that. And there was kind of this like hinting of like, you could just stay here and be promoted. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like I love Taco Bell, but like not that much. So I pretty much was like front of the house the whole time. And because I was fully bilingual, like that was definitely a big plus to having me up there because then I could just like work the front of the house with like zero like language barrier issues yeah that's impressive and that's probably an important skill to have for anybody who is that customer facing person at the store mm -hmm. and i like that you picked up on the trends fred because that is something else i want to talk to is we kind of get into the the history as well of all the different trends and it really kind of comes with with menu items right like like that's as much as they're trying to reinvent themselves, you know, inventing breakfast and trying to do all these other different things, like it, it just always feels like there are like different faces of Taco Bell, even the logo, right? Like there wasn't the big logo change right around 2000. Oh, yeah. I mean, they used to be like that kind of like brown, like logo look very like old timey, like I don't know how to describe it, like looks kind of like the Alamo or something like yeah, that. I was going to say it, it kind of like the old school look was very much like the mission area, San Francisco. Yeah. Kinda there like, we go. That's the vibe they were going for before. Oh. Yeah. So that like Southwestern kind of flair, like very much playing into that. And then it's like modernized and now it's just like a very sleek, like purple logo. Yeah, very fancy before we get further down, Fred. So you just mentioned the mission in San Francisco. Have you had a burrito there? Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> Is it wow. the best burrito you've ever had? 
Definitely. It was a chorizo burrito. It was this cramped little place. I couldn't tell you where, well, it was in the mission. I couldn't tell you what the name of the place was. And they had a, a guy walking through playing like guitar and he was singing songs. And it was one of the best experiences, just kind of, you know, it felt like I was in Mexico and I was in San Francisco. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love it. That was, that burrito was so good. We had one too back when we were out there. Now, what is it, like six months ago? I think so. Yeah, last fall. Yeah, Jasmine's ordering in Spanish from the guy at the, the restaurant. Well, it was funny because, like, I mean, like, it, you can't see me on this podcast, obviously. But if you look at me, you can tell I'm not white. But I've never thought that I'm, like, that you can, like, pinpoint, like, oh, she's Mexican. Certainly not that, like, yeah, I can speak Spanish. But I always get found out anyway. And so, like, we walk in here and, like, they, they immediately, like, they're talking to all the customers in English. And then I walk up and, like, guy flips to Spanish. And I was like, okay, I mean, he guessed right. Like, I am a Spanish-speaking Mexican-American. And I'm thinking about, like, how did he figure it out? And then, like, I literally remember that I'm wearing my, like, Milwaukee, like, Cerveceros hat. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, brown girl wearing a hat in Spanish. Like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. But then, like, it was great because he's totally told me, like, the good burritos to get. I was like, all right, what would you eat? And he's like, oh, you got to get, like, the al pastor or the barbacoa or whatever. Mm. And I was like, that's what's up. I had to I had to bring that up because especially with that we're talking about what what's very very loosely Mexican food I think in the very loosest sense we mentioned and to talk about probably the pinnacle of Mexican food that maybe I've had outside of like Mexico proper like the Mission Burrito is stupendous so that that hat thing reminds me of I have a a Targaryen hat from Game of Thrones and oh. the front just has like the dragon on it. And when I drive for Lyft and Uber, people are like, oh, Game of Thrones fan. I'm like, wow, how do they know? <laughs> and on top of that, I'm like, it just has this dragon on the front. How do they know? I didn't realize the back of the hat literally says Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was it's like, amazing. wow, these people really are looking at me. They're looking at my front of my hat through the rear view mirror. They're trying to see my hat. No, <laughs> Game of Thrones looking right at them. It's amazing. <laughs> I did Taco pull Bell. up, but I don't know if this is jumping around too much. The then this isn't the OG because Taco Bell's been around since what, like the 70s? The 60s, original yeah. 59.79.99 menu. Oh I remember that. I think we we definitely had like a version of it in the aughts. And yeah, like it would like change every so often because you know prices go up, inflation, whatever. So they would like change the numbers. But I definitely remember that. That was that was fun times. You were probably the seventy nine, eighty nine, ninety nine era, which is what I remembered. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that does sound right. But when did the do you know when the fifty nine, seventy nine, ninety nine era actually ended? So I watched a bunch of commercials today, and this was from like the nineties. Yes. So for seventy nine cents, you could get. A Taco Supreme uh, Cholito, which was a chili cheese burrito, which that sounds really good. <laughs> oh, we still had it when I worked there. It was real good. I think it lasted a while, so that makes sense. And then, like, for the 79, you get Taco Supreme, you get the Mexi Melt or nachos. And then for 99 cents, you can get, like, a chicken or steak taco oh. combo burrito or Nacho Supreme. Ashley, my fiance, was saying the Mexi Melt was a big thing. Oh, sure. it was real good. Also had that while I was still working there. And so that was like a soft shell, like tortilla, 
um, I don't remember if it was like cheddar cheese or like the three cheese. I think it was just cheddar cheese, a scoop of seasoned beef, and then like a scoop of um, pico de gallo, which they don't have at Taco Bell anymore. And I'm so bummed out about. But anyway, you would take those things and you would put it in like the little like steamer drawer that we had and you like steam it and then you like close it shut. And it's basically like, I don't even know, like a quesadilla, but like amped up. So good. Oh, I like, I totally forgot about that too until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh my God, I used to love eating that. Like whenever I had like my customer like or my employee lunches, like I would totally eat one of those. Pico de Gallo would up Taco Bell's game so much right now. I'm just going to say like, that would make me so happy if they still had that. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, just to have those fresh, I mean, especially having a taco come in today without tomatoes where it's like, I feel like you got to make sure you got those fresh ingredients. That's mm-hmm. that's what so many other restaurants are focusing on right now. And it's like, that's, that's going to separate you. Uh, but you know, you called it out there, Fred. So the Taco Bell actually started in 1962. Oh, damn. 1962. Yeah. It was, uh, headquartered in Irvine, California. So out near, uh, well, not near the mission. I believe it was actually founded in Downey, California. It's headquartered in Irvine, but it, the first Taco Bell was in Downey, California. You are correct. I I, hey, I know that because I had to memorize these facts when I was an employee, and so they like come back to the front of my head. Tom, I feel like Tom, I should poison you. Yeah. Can I talk to you for a second, Tom? Yeah, hold on. Jasmine, don't listen to any of this. What's up? How are you fucking this up so bad? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm too excited to talk about Taco Bell. I just don't know. Irvine? Irvine, I know. Irvine? <laughs> All right, let's go let's go back in there. All right. Okay. Sorry, Jasmine. Thanks for the pep talk, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> um so headquartered in Irvine, but founded in Downey County. Downey County? Downey, California. Downey County. No, just Downey, California. Downey, Danny, California. <laughs> Founded by Danny California. Founded I thought it was founded by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, Downey California was founded by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um, it was founded by Glenn Bell, which is hilarious that the the last name of the person who founded Taco Bell is Bell. Yeah, this, he named it. It's his baby. But like, I always thought growing up that like Taco Bell. Was like, I don't know, maybe like it was like some old tradition that like when the tacos were ready, somebody would ring a bell. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like on the farms so where they're like, come get it, come and get it. Oh, sure. I'm, no, yeah, it's I'm literally food. Picture, I'm picturing like the old like Mexican, like Catholic churches with like a bell. <laughs> And the but that's like what the ringing. logo was yeah it was like yeah. reminiscent of like i totally get it's it like reminiscent of that but like it literally just because his name was glenn bell which yeah it's funny it's pretty clever i think it's clever that they were able to like retrofit the marketing to fit his name of being like oh yeah that happens to be your name but also look at this great like spanish mission thing we can do off of yeah it. right I, I have a quick Quick side story. So you guys are familiar with the printer Quad Graphics, correct? Yes. Yes. My stepdad worked there for like a long time. Did he? Okay. So they used to be a partner of ours when I, I well, a company I was with a couple couple years ago. And so Quad Graphics, I always assumed, okay, you know, Quad Graphics, like their logo is showing like different color schemes. And I was like, so it probably has something to do with color printing. And then um, somebody was talking to me about like quad graphics. They're like, yeah, we're going to actually uh, go visit there, you know, an on-plant tour. Uh, we're going to meet 
the CEO, John Quadracci, and I laughed. <laughs> I was like, Quadracci, I was like, that's a good one. He goes, no, 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 that's the real guy's name. And I'm like, wait, wait, you're telling me Quad Graphics is called Quad Graphics because it's short for Quadracci? He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, that That sounds like the most made up ass name, but 100% real. Like you go to Oriental Theater now and they show you who sponsored the the remodel. <laughs> Quadracci's right in there. Does he have a video like Greg Marcus? You <laughs> <laughs> should. Hi, I'm John Quadracci. You wonder how your magazines and everything else get printed? <laughs> um. Anyway, back to back to what we were talking about. Yeah, to decide if that actually stays in the podcast episode or just becomes like bonus material. Just, listen, there's a lot right now that's actually. <laughs> It's going to be Patreon, baby. This is going to be a three-hour episode that is going to be painfully cut down to an hour and a half. Oh, man. Um, So Taco Bell itself right now as a chain has 7,000 locations and over 350 franchises worldwide. Now, I don't know how closely you guys looked at the documents, so don't look if you're doing it right now. Where does Taco Bell rank? On the leading restaurant brands by value. Let's see if you can guess number one. Is it Mickey D's number one? Mickey D's is not number one. This is for 2021. Oh, I feel like I feel like Starbucks might be number one. You are correct. It is Starbucks yeah. number one. Ooh. McDonald's is number two. KFC is number three. A chicken sandwich bump. If they had to have been, right? <laughs> Taco Bell is number six. So th- this also kind of got me a little bit. So obviously KFC and Taco Bell are being treat- treated as separate entities, even though their umbrella company is Yum Brands, right? Like, So I got, I got some silent nods. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I mean, sorry. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about like, food economics. I where we were going. I'm excited. Okay. No, I mean, so it's interesting to think that together, Taco Bell and KFC still would not reach the value of a McDonald's or a Starbucks because Starbucks was $38 billion franchise in 2021. McDonald's was $33 billion. KFC is $15 billion. Taco Bell is $5.8 billion. So even together, they are still a firm... Third, we're going to find out like Yum Brands also owns like Starbucks or some shit. No. Yum Brands, if I remember correctly, because they they had already owned Taco Bell when I was reading. They definitely own Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, Long John Silver's, and like maybe one other like smaller regional one. So I think if you were to look at Yum Brands compared to the others, it probably is bigger, but... Like I said, I don't really, I don't really know anything about food economics. I think there's a reason why they kind of split each brand up because otherwise you'd be like, like they would just like outweigh everyone all the time. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be like, like looking at like Disney, how they own like 20th Century Fox and ESPN. So they're not going to treat those all as one channel because right. they are separate channels. Yeah. But it's interesting to put in perspective that Taco Bell is the sixth most valuable brand because of fast food chain, but yet really doesn't quite scratch the surface. That's just such a crazy lucrative game that McDonald's and Starbucks are running right now. 
Yeah, I don't know if it, that counts international numbers. I do know KFC is big, like, overseas, like, in Japan and stuff. I know, like, mm-hmm. KFC's huge. Yeah. So I wonder if that attributes to it. And also, in our area, I was thinking about, like, them, like, reaching out to bigger audiences. I feel like Starbucks reaches a lot more people because it's inclusive. There's not a lot of, like, dietary restrictions. But like places like KFC and Burger King now have those plant-based products. So I wonder if that's going to contribute. I think you're right. I think there's definitely going to be a a big swing cat probably butt. in the next couple of years. Uh, Sorry, I totally just said cat butt while you were still talking. <laughs> that's We got princess booty in the back <laughs> at my house. <laughs> we are, uh, we're on a live feed from Fred's, uh, Fred's office. Menagerie. Yeah, menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> Getting his uh, his cat in the background. It's a wonderful, wonderful little treat. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's that's kind of the long and short of the history of Taco Bell. I'll pepper in some more things that we had found along the way because, um, I think the one more interesting thing that I learned was that it actually, um, Glenn Bell originally ran a hamburger stand in California that was on the border of San Bernardino in 1948 and then didn't actually open a taco stand until eight years later. Yeah, that's when he stole the recipe from the restaurant across the street. Taco Tia? Yeah, which still exists, actually, and is still very popular, but, like, it, no one really knew that that's where Taco Bell's, like, all of the recipes for, like, hard shell tacos and all that, like, came from Taco Tia's. <sighs> I feel like I need, um, was that McMillionaire that told the story of McDonald's? I think so, yeah. I want that version with Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, it'd be fascinating we'll for save sure. save that for coulda, woulda, shoulda. Let's talk a little bit about the Taco Bell movie. I want the dramatic retelling with the nice cast of celebrities. <laughs> Get. I haven't seen this. What's What was his name? Not Joe Bell. That's the new Mark Wahlberg movie. What's the, what was his name? Glenn Bell? Glenn, let's get a look at this guy. I want to see who would he be cast as. That's Glenn. Bowles. Well, if he's if it was in Downey, California, we gotta go Robert Downey Jr., right? Oh, Glenn Bell does not look like Robert Downey Jr. No, he does not. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is a brilliant actor that can play any part. True. I think like Richard Gere in a fat suit would play him pretty well. That's not bad. <laughs> Richard Gere. What's Richard, Richard Gere been Gere, up to? Like you've never seen him before. <laughs> I haven't seen him in ten years. Where is that guy? Prepping like, for his Glenn Bell role. <laughs> like I feel like he did Chicago, and then that was that's been it for Richard Gere for like half a friggin' I don't know. Tam, you didn't see Arbitrage? No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, Neither did I. No, I don't think a lot of people saw Arbitrage. <laughs> Nobody saw Arbitrage. Maybe uh, maybe we'll revisit it in the future when we do that that franchise of Brigand movies. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to do an episode about him, it's going to be about the Jackal or Red Corner. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Speaking of favorites, so Jasmine, I wanted to get into... You know, what are our favorite parts about Taco Bell? And specifically, I think we want to know what are your favorite menu items, especially as somebody who worked there and got to see pretty much everything in the restaurant come and go. I think something that I really appreciated, uh, and I think Taco Bell was really ahead of the game compared to a lot of like restaurants are now, 
um, they're really like vegetarian friendly. Um, like they've always had like beans and rice on their menu and you can like sub them in no problem. Like there's always like a little button on like the register to like automatically sub any kind of protein for vegetarian options. Um, and I think a lot of places like we kind of mentioned like Burger King and like McDonald's and all these like places are piloting like, you know, the impossible burgers or any kind of like beyond meats or things like that. Right. Like they're trying to have like options that are similar to what they already had so that they can like reach out to like the vegetarian vegan audience. But like Taco Bell's always, always had that. Like they sometimes marketed that or they sometimes would play into that but i think it was just always like a very like well-known thing that you could like go in there and just like change anything out and still have a good meal Mm -hmm. um we got i remember a lot of like we had this like hindu temple not too far away from taco bell and so often after services we would get these like um you know devout like hindu followers and they don't eat beef and so they would come like with their families etc and they could come and they could get like any item and they would like get it vegetarian and they also knew that they could throw on like jalapenos or like spicy sauces or like anything like that because like things were vegetarian but they were also like really flavorful it wasn't like oh here's a salad like that's the only option you get like you could just have like anything on the menu um and so i feel like in a way like Taco Bell was actually like very inclusive of that ability of being like, you can have a really good meal here without like sacrificing the quality or feeling like you're getting like a different experience. Um, and on that like line too, like you could also just like customize stuff like really easily, like other customizations came with like upcharges or things like that. But like, that's how I figured out like, Oh, I actually really like chicken more than I do beef here. Like things like that. So, I mean, like, I know like places like Chipotle are like, oh, you can get it like made to order, blah, blah, blah. But like Taco Bell kind of was already doing that like years ahead of the time. That's very true. Um, You picked up on something that I actually just kind of realized you don't get it a lot of other restaurants. And that is you can substitute the main protein in it. Like you can't do that at McDonald's, really. I mean, not yet. Can't do that at Burger King. Can't do. I mean, KFC, you get what? extra crispy original recipe right like that's yeah, the get most... a variation yeah right uh ashley's cousin uh is a vegetarian they would like growing up they would go to mcdonald's and i know when her cousin would get something they'd get like the hamburger but just get like no meat it would just be like the bun the cheese and the ketchup <laughs> like there wasn't like really a plausible option yeah. you know and it's like I can't think of many other restaurants that you can get away with that at because it's like customization is built into it. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, that's a really cool thing. I think about the restaurant for sure. We do live in a beautiful world now. I feel when it comes to fast food, because everyone kind of got on that level with apps and stuff. A lot of these restaurants do have a customization, but you're right. Taco Bell was on that shit from like day one, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Steak, chicken, beef, whatever you want or beans. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I had a black bean soft shell taco today. It was great. <laughs> it actually tasted very good. Um, what are some of your favorite menu items? Oh, it's so, so hard to pick because I feel like Taco Bell is like one of those restaurants where I 
I tend to get something different every time because like I actually do enjoy like rotating my experience with Taco Bell or like other fast food restaurants like I tend to like already know what I like. So like McDonald's, I'm either getting like a two cheeseburger meal or like a McNugget meal. I don't really stray from that. So like kind of the same with all these other restaurants. But like Taco Bell, I'm like, I was just like, I like pretty much everything on the menu. I think though, like to me, the quintessential Taco Bell item is a crunchy taco supreme. Mm. Like it is just like, it's one of the originals. Like, so they, they have got their taco like their crunchy taco recipe like they've been working on that for years like they're always going to do really well with that you can never go wrong with it except for tonight when they left my tomatoes off (laughs) but when you get like a really good crunchy taco supreme like because that's like beef sour cream lettuce cheese tomato like it just it just like feels like fireworks in my brain it just hits like all the right and like I, I guess I should say this now, like I am such a big fan of like the chef Samin Nasrat and her cookbook, um, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, also a Netflix show. So shout out to that. But like that is what like a crunchy taco supreme, it just hits all the right things. Like it's salty. It's got the like the fat and the acidity from the sour cream. It's got like the freshness from the vegetables. Like it's just so good. Like I just like can never, ever get tired of that. It is a really good item. Fred, where do you sit? I will say, you know, I've had a lot of Taco Bell in my life. Really, it didn't start till I was like 12 because I grew up in a small town. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in a small town. <laughs> I was raised in a small town. <laughs> but yeah, like I was I was talking to my mom today and I wanted to like clear this up. I was like I don't think I had Taco Bell or Mexican food until I was 12. Wow. And that was when I moved to Georgia, where there's a lot of Americanized taco, like not taco. There's plenty of Taco Bells, but it's a lot of Americanized Mexican food. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of the chain south of the border. That's like the vibe of all the restaurants in the south, where it's like very much like a Chili's of Mexican food. Not like how it is in like Milwaukee, where there's a lot of, authentic places a lot of different places mm-hmm. uh but when it comes to menu items i have to say i've come around from trying a lot of the things and i gotta say a straight up crunchy taco is one of the best items i will say i think their meat eats through their taco shells a little too quickly mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like i if i'm gonna order taco bell i like to get a couple of burrito things like i like anything that's got spice and cheese and ground beef uh, but then I'll get a taco and that's what I'll eat in the car. <laughs> that would be like my holdover. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the customization. One thing that's very big for me for getting things. I love like the quesarito. I love any of the burritos, but adding that jalapeno really makes their items like really set it off for me. I love getting that custom. It's an upcharge to get it. But if I get like a burrito, a burrito wrap, with I love when they have the free the Frito things in them, Ooh. like the little sprigs of Frito. That beef, cheese, and jalapeno, I'm pretty set. Oh man. I was so sad because I was supposed to get the flaming hot Doritos Locos <gasps> taco tonight, and they were out of the show. I was as well. I was oh. gonna get the flaming hot ra- and cool ranch. It was like both oh. in a 
where they put the soft tortilla around the crunchy one. Mm-hmm. That's the cheesy gordita crunch. Called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the flaming hot cool ranch cheesy gordita crunch. And they were out of it. Ugh. Heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. But that's a that's a good point though on um the the sauce that they can offer there. I mean, even going beyond the jalapeno, I mean, we got we gotta talk about the hot sauces, right? Like the packets are. I love the hot sauce. Ooh, so when it comes to like the packets of sauce, like I really love mild sauce. I feel like that's like it always shocks people. They're like you don't like hot or fire, and it's like I do, but like the mild sauce. Like I think I looked it up. I think it comes with like extra cumin or like mm-hmm. cumin flavor, which maybe is why I, I like it. it. Yeah, I think maybe that just like it just like adds. I don't know. I I grew up with like a lot of cumin and like the home cooked meals that I made. So maybe it just like is like triggering some kind of like childhood, like core memory or something. (laughs) I don't know. I love mild sauce. Like I, that, that is one thing that I I don't switch away from. I never get the other sauces. (laughs) When I sauce, my move is I do a mild and a fire. So I get the heat of the fire, but I agree with you. The mild has more flavor to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Hands down. And I actually have something for you guys. I got something you can only get at breakfast. I got the Whoa. breakfast salsa, oh. which I will say takes the mild concept to the next level. This thing is very mild and has so much flavor. Dang. I saved a couple of them. All right. So that, I, I guys, missed out on that. I did not get the breakfast salsa when I went. You guys are talking me in to talk about breakfast and something I feel like I swore I'd never do. Now I feel like I got <laughs> I feel like we don't have to talk about it too long. I will say I got the sausage crunch wrap and that was one of the best fast food breakfast items I've had in a long time. Really? I don't really get fast food breakfast. I do intermittent fasting right now, so like breakfast is something I don't eat and I have to say I had that we went at like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning cuz I was very <laughs> excited. By like one, I felt dried out like a mummy from eating <laughs> that burrito and that sausage crunch wrap and the Cinnabons, which I'm sure had some sneaky sodium. <laughs> Cinnabons, like, did you buy those like from somewhere else or did no? They, they have, have the little like Cinnabon delights. They're little like donut holes. What? What kind of monster do you think I am? I didn't go to like Cinnabon. After. <laughs> I don't know if you're just doing your rounds. I have I've done that before. The, you go to one spot, you go to like, you know, Taco Bell, get your tacos, you go and get your McDonald's fries. Uh, oh yeah. There's probably weed involved. I'll, I'll not lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's at least something that it's it's doable. <laughs> you know, Tom, I, I do want to know because like I feel like you've kind of mentioned this, like certainly in comparison to me, like your, your knowledge of like the Taco Bell menu is like not as expert as mine, but you also seem to be someone who like kind of switches it up whenever you go to Taco Bell. What's your favorite like menu item? Yeah. I, I guess it's hard for me because once the crunch wrap got and you know, introduced those years ago. So I'm glad you brought up the crunch wrap front. That became my go-to for, Ever since it's real good, I, it's, I do love a good crunch wrap. I, I usually sub in like chicken over beef because I think the chicken is superior. Yeah, I sometimes I mean having the chicken quesadilla tonight, I felt like really changed my opinion on what's the better protein there because I've always been a beef first guy. Like the beef just always kind of hits the right notes. But yeah, I feel like the crunch wrap 
when I tried it, and I always like, I love trying new items at restaurants. You know, when McDonald's does like the Angus, you know, burger, I was like, oh, I got to try this. And, or, you know, if KFC comes out with their chicken sandwich, it's like, okay, what, what's this like? But then, yeah, it was just like the crunch wrap was one of those things. I was like, I tried it on a whim and I'm like, this is so good. I'm coming back and getting this again. Like, <laughs> I love it. But, and the thing with the crunch wrap is you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> God. I can't wait till we talk about commercials too, because I I got so many thoughts on the commercials. I mean, we can talk about that right now. We're in the highlights oh, section boy. of our podcast, but I mean, for me though, growing up, it was always about the soft shell taco to begin with. So you know, while you guys were like, yeah, crunchy, like I like crunchy. It's, you know, it really hits a lot of good notes. I've always loved that flour tortilla, um, and it just yeah, it just kind of hits the spot. So I feel like. They, it combined two of the best elements for me. And I was like, I'm in. See, you're making me like feel so much nostalgia for the double decker taco. I don't know if you guys ever ate that, but it was essentially like a crunchy taco. So like the beef, the lettuce, um, the cheese in the hard shell. Then you would take a soft shell tortilla. You would swipe some refried beans on that. And then you would adhere that to the crunchy taco. And that oh, was the double yeah. decker taco. And like the weird thing is. They could still theoretically make that. They have all of those ingredients. Like they have them all, but it's off the menu. And like the only reason I think it's off the menu and you can't really order it is because, and here's a little like thing I know from like working there, there has to be packaging that has like the name of every item on it. And if you don't have the packaging for it, so if you don't have a wrapper that you can wrap around it, that'll say double decker taco you can't sell a double decker taco, mm. even though like the ingredients are there. It's so bizarre to me because like they literally could just have it and they could just print out a wrapper that has that on it, but they are saving costs. And so you can't have a double decker taco anymore. Yeah. I think I remember you saying something outside of the podcast here that the same thing was for the gorditas too. Yeah. So gorditas are just, um, I should say chalupas, which are on the menu that's the shell for that is a flatbread that gets deep fried, um, usually deep fried, like when you order it and then filled with the fillings. A gordita is the exact same thing with the shell rather than being deep fried. It's just warmed up on the tortilla grill. So, again, it's an item that they have all of the ingredients. They could sell it to you. But again, like if there's no like packaging or wrapping for it. Like, then you can't really sell it. And you also, like, it won't be in the register. So, like, you can't ring it up. There's literally, or at least when I was working there, when items would be removed, they would remove, like, the, the buttons for it. So, like, because I worked at a, you know, suburban restaurant that like wasn't as busy as like the bigger city ones when I had like regulars come in and be like oh like I know this is off the menu but like can you still make it like I would have to like jerry rig basically like how it went into the system or what I would literally do is like I would ring up say like a chalupa and then I'd have to walk over to the kitchen and be like hey by the way they want a gordita style to be like got it and then they would just prepare it but like see like that's like as like secret menu as things got it's like mm -hmm. We knew these things existed, but like officially, you're like not allowed to sell them. That's so weird. Yeah. Jeez. They could just make money off selling these things. I mean, it, yeah. 
especially with the customization, right? That they can do now. Like, why not just let you kind of make whatever a menu? Like, you could order like a chalupa, but like not fried or something, or like Mm -hmm. grilled or whatever you want to call it. Like, then that would just be a gordita, but like it should be allowed. Mm -hmm. Well, just like the insanity that you can't order a quesarito. From the store, you have to order it online, or else they won't give it to you. Yeah, I don't get that. Wait, is that it's for an real? app exclusive? Yeah, come yes. on. Same with the Fiesta potatoes. It's it like that's like one thing that like I'm glad I wasn't working at Taco Bell when the app existed because like back in my day, you could just roll up to the drive-through and like what you saw on the menu is what was on the menu. Mm-hmm. Like you could have anything there. There was nothing secret. Like there was nothing that was app exclusive that you had to like pull out your app for. Like you could just have that. And like now it's like some things live on the app. Some things like don't live there. Like they have ingredients for a thing, but you can't sell it to them. It's like, just like make it simple just put it all up on the menu just give people the option to buy something that like we all know exists yeah etc etc i will say that's the one thing that i do wish with with taco bell that there would be some consistency between spaces because there are suburban branches that i feel like are not open super late but you know they're all about the fourth meal and I'll tell you, as a kid who went through college, needing a late night spot and all the only other place there really was was like pizza, you know, having Taco Bell as that option at that that late hour was so clutch because like it's like, yeah, what are we going to get? You think right away from that ad fourth meal. We're going to go get ourselves a taco and call it a night. And I don't know. I mean, I, I know that's probably not fun for the employees. It can't be. I mean, like, like I said, I was lucky that I worked in like a suburban um, Taco Bell where like we really weren't getting any like college kids and stuff. I think we were only open till midnight um, at our location, Um, which is so that's an interesting thing is there is and this isn't just Taco Bell. This is also for like McDonald's and other kind of fast food places. But I can speak for Taco Bell. There are corporate Taco Bell locations. So those are like directly managed, like by, you know, the corporation out in Irvine, California. And then there are franchises. So then like, you know, they franchise out from headquarters and then the franchise decides how they're going to run it. Mm -hmm. And so the Taco Bell that I worked for was under a franchise. It was used to be called RLC Enterprises. I don't think think, I don't think they exist anymore, but they were one of the bigger franchises. But anyway, so the difference there then is like corporate Taco Bell those locations are always going to have anything that's advertised. So like if they're advertising fourth meal, they're going to have the hours, you know, like open till midnight or open till 2 a.m. or whatever that looks like. They're going to run with that. They'll have like limited time uh, menu items, like anything like that. You can find at a corporate Taco Bell. There's not really a good way from the consumer side, though, to know like which is a corporate Taco Bell versus which is a franchise Mm -hmm. other than like what they have or don't have. Um, So like here in Milwaukee, where like I'm not familiar with the Taco Bells, like I couldn't really tell you, like, is that a corporate franchise? Like I'd have to Google it. Um, But so anyway, like with franchises, then like the franchise franchisee, the franchisee gets to decide you know, what the hours are going to be for their locations, what promotions they're going to participate in or not participate in, um, like certain like menu items they might have or not have. 
So that's kind of the interesting like division there where like you'd think they would all want to be uniform, but they do actually get to make some of those decisions of like, like, oh, we're going to be open till 2 a.m. We're only going to be open till like 9 p.m. So on, so forth. Kind of feels like a Hardee's and a Carl's Jr. type situation between the franchises and the corporate branches. I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Can't they all just get along? <laughs> No, man, because then you, you got to have the experience of going to Carl's Jr. and the experience of going to Hardee's. We'll save that for the I Hardee's think- podcast. <laughs> I was thinking about you were talking about how, like, just the access to Taco Bell. What I really think about, the time that Taco Bell really came into my life was probably when I got my driver's license. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's when you can really, you know, cause some mayhem, I feel. <laughs> well, yeah, it was interesting because growing up, too, we didn't have a Taco Bell in like my town. So we'd have to go to the next city over in oh, order gosh. to get a taco from Taco Bell. And so it always felt like a treat, you know, even when I was a kid, like it was like, Oh, we're going to go to Taco Bell today. You know, it'd be like this, this 25 minute drive that felt like an eternity. Cause you're, you know, six, seven years old. <laughs> but It's uh, it was so worth it. Cause you got your tacos. Oh, definitely. I know like we had, like, right when we all got our license, like, we would hit the Taco Bell so much. The Taco Bell and, I guess, McDonald's, because back in the... I just remember at McDonald's, you could get, like, the large shake was literally the, like, giant drink cup that they had <laughs> back in the day. I remember my, like, two friends and I went through, and we all got, like, large shakes, and we got to the last window. The person working there was like, what are you going to do with all that shake? <laughs> You three, what are you gonna do with all that shake? <laughs> and my friend in the like from the back was like freaking out, and he just yelled, "We're gonna, we're gonna drink them." We just like, <laughs> drove off. God, it sounds like a skistra or a, a scene from Super Troopers. <laughs> what are you gonna There's do with so all this panic. shake? <laughs> I just want—I'm trying to bait Fred into doing his Brian Cox right now. <laughs> you can't have all that fucking shake. <laughs> Oh, so you thought you'd come out for a shake? What are you going to fuck off? <laughs> this is the movie we need. If He's going to be Glenn Bell. That's that's it, right? Ah, oh, yeah. oh, nice taco. Huh? <laughs> Would be a shame if someone took it. <laughs> took your recipe. Which um, I also wanted to talk about, like, uh, with the trends. I had a thing I wrote up. You know how all these fast food places are doing like the celebrity menu items? Mm-hmm. I wrote a couple for Taco Bell. Oh. Are we are we getting into coulda woulda shoulda? Is it do you think this should go under coulda woulda shoulda? I think it I think that's exactly what that's for. So let's mm-hmm. let's get into it. All right. So I had the Pete Davison, <laughs> which is the Pete Davidson is two tortillas rolled together into one long thick burrito. <laughs> And then you throw it away, and then you eat it. Oh. And, and then you also get a trash can full of Baja Blast. <laughs> and then there's the Aaron Rodgers, with, which is a chalupa with nothing inside, <laughs> except, except COVID and a Baja Blast. <laughs> and there's the last one I had was the, the Marjorie Taylor Green, which is just a tortilla soup served cold. <laughs> With a Baja Blast served warm. I love that all of these include a Baja Blast. 
<laughs> you gotta. Which I have to say, I didn't get this time because like I didn't really want a soda. But they do have Baja Blast Zero Sugar now, which I was excited to oh. see. I saw that. Interesting. Is it as good though? I don't know. I'm 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 not a big Baja Blast person, but I'm excited about something exclusive. So I still like get into it. Yeah. I do appreciate that Taco Bell is like the sole place to get Baja Blast. Yeah, like, they've probably like rolled it out to stores a few times now because they're like, oh, I guess we should like market it more. But like it's so good straight out of the fountain. I love Baja Blast so much. <laughs> it's it like is. it's so dumb, but I love it. It's so good. Um another coulda woulda shoulda is like Man, I'll, I'll I'll save uh, I'll save one for next. But what if Taco Bell really took customization to the next level and did their whole style? Like, I guess I, I would say it's somewhere between like a Qdoba, which is really the the actual version of that, but like Subway, where it's like you walk them through the line with your tortillas, tell them what your feelings you want in it. Basically, just using the app, but in person. Uh, <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> at least with like the current menu, with how much stuff is on there, I would hate it. <laughs> There'd be so it'd be no, a hot mess. No. More easy peasy jalapeno sauce. More no. <laughs> Can I get a little more ground beef? Like, that's, like, could you imagine that all day? Uh, like, just like think of like the worst Subway customer you've ever witnessed, and I would just put them in Taco Bell. Like, oh my god. They're, like, plus, you you all the employees. Artists, taco uh, artists, taco artists, <laughs> taco savants. I don't know something uh, fancy, but like I like taco savant. I will say from my experience as you know working in a Taco Bell, like people are already picky as is for like stuff that like comes you know not pre made, but like you order a Taco Supreme, you know it's got these ingredients on it. Like yes, you can customize it, whatever. But then like people are like asking for like like oh, could you just like grill my quesadilla just a little bit longer? And I'm like, "No, the grill comes with a timer. Like I can't do anything about it." Like it's like things like that where like I could just see people just taking it to like, "Well, could you just like melt my cheese a little more? Could you just do a little more of this?" It's like, "No, god, no." Are are either of you that particular about food? Like when you go to a restaurant, whether it's like a sit down place or fast food or, or even like a subway, are you the particular person that wants just the right amount of like banana peppers on their sandwich or they, they got to have the cheese melted a certain amount away or it's like, it, it just can't have it like that. No. And I think this comes from like being in like Taco Bells and seeing like how people just like take it to an extreme, like. I guess no matter the restaurant, I trust that you're going to give me something good, mm -hmm. especially with like a Taco Bell. And I'm sure with plenty of other like fast food chains, like it's all standardized. Like any Taco Bell you go to theoretically, like you're always getting the same taco because it's all standardized down to the measurement, down to like the ingredients, et cetera. So I'm like, if I'm going to the restaurant, like I am trusting the people cooking for me or preparing for me to like make the thing and then me eat it in that way. Like if I'm going to get that picky about food, I should just go in the kitchen and cook for myself. Like I, I don't, I truly don't get customers who are like, let me order this off the menu, but take everything off it and put in these 10 new items. It's like, well then you don't want the thing. Yeah. You know, for sure. I, I, pretty much agree because i feel when it comes to taco bell i 
I'm not that picky. I do have things that I like. I'll sub out sauces and such. The thing that trips me up with like fast food customization is this one thing. I want more mayo than they give me, <laughs> but I don't want the extra mayo when I put extra mayo because I feel whenever I ask for extra anything from a fast food place, they're like, oh, this guy wants extra. I'll fucking give him extra. <laughs> and they just go like crazy. And it's like, no, I just want like, like when I get a spicy chicken sandwich, I just want like a little more mayo than that, but I'm afraid to get that extra. Because they're just going to go crazy with it. <laughs> yeah. A, a tip my mom and dad gave me a long time ago is like, always order, well, specifically, this is for steak. Like, if you want your steak medium, order a medium rare. If you want extra cheese, order like regular cheese because they'll give you like a no. And especially in a place I, I'm thinking of like Jimmy John's too, right? Like, you know, you can choose easy mayo and like extra mayo. And I'm just like, no, like if I want a lot of mayo, I'm going to order a regular mayo. But if I really don't want that much mayo, like if I want like a standard amount of mayo, like then I got to go easy. Cause then I, I still get, I get the right amount of mayo. Then I, I feel like it's like the reverse of like the whole steak metaphor that I just used <laughs> of like, I get too much mayo on Jimmy John sandwiches is the end story. So I'm like, I go easy. Cause that's the right. That's like the regular amount of mayo in my mind. I do. I do hear what like Fred's saying though, because like one item that I think could really use just a touch more sauce than it already has is like the spicy potato soft taco, mm. because like the potatoes, like they're already going to be a little more dry, you know, they're not like as moist as like the beef or the chicken or whatever. And so they have like the creamy jalapeno sauce on there. And I'm like, I just want like one more because like, you know, you when you squeeze the sauce, you kind of go in like a Z formation. So like one, two, three over. Mm -hmm. Like I want you to go over it just like one more swipe. Like yeah. just one more. I don't want exactly. like two portions of sauce. I don't want like six swipes of sauce. I want like just a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, there's no way of like being like, can I get 1.5 of the sauce portion? Like it's like you either get regular, none or like. All of it. <laughs> but those people exist at Subway, and I've seen them be like, give me another squirt of, one more squirt of mayo. Another one. Oh, give me a couple more banana peppers. One more. One more. And it's like, God, just move on. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you could be that, like, just inconvenient to everyone else behind you. Um, yeah, I wish I had a little, little, little less shame than I do. <sighs> But it's like it's it stems from being are are you a, a considerate person? And I think you're a considerate person, Fred. That's why you aren't that person. Thanks, bro. <laughs> got it. Um, I got one last coulda, woulda, shoulda for you guys. So I know Jasmine and I had a chance to opera, talk a little bit about this before, but in the the movie Demolition Man, Taco Bell wins the restaurant wars <laughs> and becomes the the mainstay restaurant which is not only excellent but now that we are actually in like the future that demolition man pretended to know and what if taco bell was like the yum brand umbrella and what owned like every fast food restaurant it'd be great i'd love that if i had any say taco bell would win the food war here it'd be the only restaurant how would it reimagine the restaurants that we know it now like would mcdonald's have baja blast and like every other place Ooh, maybe. Yeah, they would have Baja Blast and they'd put them in those special containers they put the Coke in. Ooh. You guys know about this? Yeah, they come in like steel containers, right? They're like special, right. like 
Yeah, McDonald's Coke is like, I think it also has like slightly more syrup when you get it out of the fountain versus like a can or like a bottle of Coke. That actually that tracks. I feel like it can That's taste that. That's why McDonald's Coke slaps. I want that for the Baja Blast. Ooh, that'd be good. Ooh, you know what else would be good is like you could then get like jalapenos on like a McDouble. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. How about though on like a KFC or a Popeye's chicken sandwich, you get a chance to put like some kind of sauce on it like Diablo. Oh. I would like, so here's, I feel like the, the real, like the real sauce game is being played in the kitchen of Taco Bell. Like you want like your creamy jalapenos, your avocado ranches, like the sauces that go in the menu items, like those will blow the packets out of the water. So like if you had like, like a Popeye's chicken tender and you dip that in some like Taco Bell creamy jalapeno. Oh my God. That'd be so good. Like Mm -hmm. that'd be ridiculous. That that would be great, man. Or just the ability to get McDonald's fries with Taco Bell items. <sighs> what if you had, yeah, instead of the the potatoes that they put in the, the soft shell taco right now, you had McDonald's fries as like the base potato for that. See, this is where we get back to your your thought about like, oh, go to multiple restaurants and like put the things together. Like you could do it all in one trip. But like. But then you're getting a McDonald's fry in a in a taco. Like maybe that's good though. <laughs> I maybe can't. I feel like they did that. It was called Epic Meal Time. Oh, there's also a place. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Fat Sandwich. No. no. Okay, so Fat Sandwich was a place that was. It was only on a few college campuses. It shut down in the one that was in uh, Madison, but. It was open for a while, and like this was like a, your your daily meal. Like you, you got everything you needed because it was like they would put like sub bread. They would put like euro meat and like French fries and tater tots and like fried mac and cheese bites and all this different stuff on there. And I remember they had like a specialty taco that was like included French fries and oh something else. It was like. <laughs> like fried ketchup or something like that. It, this was this insane, like every bad thing you can think of. You put it on a sandwich, but Taco Bell, not quite there. Well, it, I think everything food wise is going to move towards the Coca-Cola machine setup. You know how they have those machines at different food places where it's like the touch screen and you can make like any soda but it's all just not quite the same. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be fast food restaurants one day is like mm-hmm. just a touch screen. It's like you can get all this stuff, but since it's synthesized in one machine, it's going to be like not as good. You either get pink slime to make your beef or yellow slime to make your chicken. <laughs> I mean, they already have those pizza machines that make, you know, the robot pizza machines that make pizzas all in one kiosk. I'm imagining that like dehydrated pizza from Back to the Future Part Two, where they put in the little pizza and it's like 10 seconds later they have the full size pizza. <laughs> I want that. That's what I want out of that. I always wondered if that pizza, if you like cut it while it was small and ate it, it would fill you up like the bread from Lord of the Rings. Ooh. <laughs> it's called Lamas Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. I feel like we ought to get Jerry Bruckheimer on the phone. Ask him about, or no, that's the Mechas. What am I talking about, Bruckheimer? <laughs> yeah, if you call Jerry Bruckheimer, he's gonna be like, Why'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, getting on to the uh, the final segment of our podcast. Dang, uh, we almost done here. We're almost done. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to talk about Taco Bell all day. Well, we can talk about some of the best parts of Taco Bell. We're on our power rankings here. Yes. So I'm gonna throw out real quick before we get there that also I'm very excited at the prospect of them making a plant based seasoned beef. Oh. Because I will just switch to that if because I know they can make something that's that they're I love their ground beef, but it tastes so much like processed garbage in a good way that it's not going to matter if it comes from plants. Yeah, no, for sure. At this point, you might as well switch. Have they talked about that? Is that a thing? That's that's something that's in the works for sure. Some sort of plant based situ ground beef situation. I like it. I feel like that wouldn't be so difficult because and. This is a good place to maybe address some of like the beef rumors that were swirling around Taco Bell like a few years ago where it was like, oh, yeah, it comes out of like tubes and it's like not real beef or whatever. And it's like, look, everything in fast food is processed. OK, you're not getting like Wagyu steak like you're getting like processed beef um, and like the Taco Bell beef like. It comes with like I think it comes with like an oat based like binder because like. If you look at Taco Bell ground beef compared to like taco meat that you make at home, like taco meat at home is much crumblier. Like it'll kind of like if you put it in a hard shell, it like falls out a little bit more, mm-hmm. all that. And so Taco Bell ground beef comes with some more like binders and emulsifier so that it sticks a little more in the shell. And also so that like all of the seasonings and all that carry through. So like if you already have all those emulsifiers and bindings and seasonings, like all you have to do is pull out the beef and put in like a plant-based like crumble. And like, I feel like they're already ahead of the game. (laughs) And the seasoning I feel for taco seasoning is very potent, Mm -hmm. you know? So that really just covers any sort of, I guess, whatever the opposite of gaminess is. (laughs) Yeah. Like more, I just can't give savory for some reason, but it is, it does kind of have that, that flavor to it. I don't know. I've, I've always liked the ground beef. I don't care what what's in it. It's processed. It tastes good. I, I told you guys that's my preferred protein. Yeah. It tastes great. Well. It's like, awesome. I'm For good sure. with it. Um, which gets us into the power rankings question that I wanted to ask you guys. Very obvious here, but top three menu items. <sighs> now this doesn't have to be your favorite. I mean, I guess it would be your favorite, <laughs> but it's, uh, if you had to pick your the three top of your rankings, what, what are what's sitting there? I don't mind taking the lead because I think I can just do it. Go for it. I'm agree. I'm gonna say what I said earlier that the hard shell taco, just kind of straight up or supreme. I don't need it to be supreme, but that's always nice. I will say tacos are the only way I enjoy raw tomato. It's weird. Same with raw onion. I know they don't have raw onion on that, but for some reason, tacos, it just works for me. So I'm going to put that in my number one, followed by the Crunchwrap Supreme, yep. because I love the crunchy and the soft. And then the number three would be either just like a cheese, a nacho cheese, beef, and the, fri- the Fritos little tortilla Ooh. strips. Just those three things, maybe some jalapenos, and I'm happy. Wow. That's a hot three. I like it. Thank you. No, that's uh that's an interesting pick for number for number three though, too. I didn't expect that. Jasmine, do you want to go next or I'm just like I'm checking one thing. Okay. Here. Um 
I'll take the next go while you. Yeah, while, while you do that, I'm it. just like fact checking a little thing quick, but you can go ahead. Yeah, I'll go back to what I said before. Crunch wrap number one, and I'm gonna go with the ground beef crunch wrap. Stay tried and true as far as that goes. Um, number two though, throw slight curveball because I don't think we talked about it today. I'm always a fan of the chalupa meal. Yeah. Do you like I like some chalupas. Do you like a good chalupa? Which yeah. protein? I'll go chicken there. Nice. I like a chicken chalupa. Um, I've always switched it up because I try to see which one I like better. What I really should ask them to do is give me one ground beef, one chicken. That way I can taste it right there and then. Or one chicken, one steak. The steak, I feel like we didn't talk about Taco Bell steak. I do have one menu item though coming up next that I do like the steak in. <laughs> and that is, I'm gonna have the big curveball here. The quesadilla. Ooh. Steak quesadilla. Especially with that sauce. Oh. That do slap. That was my pick before the the crunch wrap came across. Mm. I was I was big on the steak quesadilla. Yeah, the steak is a bit chewy, but I still fuck with their steak. I think it's it gives you that steak feel, like a fajita feel at a low price. Absolutely. Sure. Where you at, Jasmine? Man, this is this is tough because I'm also like I'm thinking back to some like discontinued menu items that were real good, and like I almost wonder if I should just like use my power rankings to give them a shout out. I might because they they were really good. Um, I do gotta say, like my favorite item is the crunch wrap. It is just like it took like the taco supreme and took it to the next level. Nope. I feel like um i definitely go for chicken but i don't mind if it's ground beef that they're both good but i like a chicken crunch wrap for sure um like a menu item i miss that i I thought was really good was the grilled stuffed burrito do you guys remember that yes yeah so it actually used to be like the number two combo meal when i was working there at least um it was like really popular so i don't know why they took it away but like I feel like the just like sheer majesty of the grilled stuffed burrito. I believe it's like formal official name was like the XXL grilled stuffed burrito. <laughs> um, yeah. But it came with like everything. So it was like the it was the biggest burrito and it was like like a Chipotle sized burrito, like a big old like mission style burrito. And I remember it came with like beans, rice, like your protein of choice and always like chicken and steak were like the most popular ones for that one. Um, and it had like lettuce, like cheese, tomato, sour cream, guacamole, or no, not tomato. I'm sorry. Pico de gallo that had the pico de gallo, I think in it, like, um, I don't remember. It was like Baja sauce or also like another like discontinued sauce, but it was just like, like every burrito you can think of, like this was like the granddaddy of burritos. And it was (laughs) so big. Like one of those things could just like be like two meals for you or just to like, keep you like satisfied all day long. And like, that was so good. And like, I, I miss it. It was just like, it was just everything. Like it shouldn't have worked, but it did. I do think I had it one time. It was really good. Yeah, I think was... you're right about the Pico too. Yeah. Was... So it was really, really good. Um, Number three, man, that's a tough one. Got the chicken crunch wrap, got the grilled stuffed burrito. I mean, Gotta give a shout out to the Mexican pizza. Oh, it was so good. R.I.P. So, so good. And again, one of the big reasons that they discontinued that was the packaging issue because the Mexican pizza came 
in a box that only the Mexican pizza use, like no other menu item uses box. Mm. And like, admittedly, I remember it did take up quite a bit of shelf space compared to like the little wrappers and stuff. Um, but like, that's a menu item that you actually can't make right now because like the, like tortilla kind of discs that they use to make the Mexican pizza. Like those are also very specific to that. Like it's, it's different from the tostada that's in the crunch wrap. So that is a menu item that you absolutely cannot hack. They just don't have like the sauce or the tortillas or the box or anything. And I'm like, it's just so, so delicious. So I miss that. Mexican pizza is a classic. Mm -hmm. That's a a bummer that I miss it. And Hey, uh, I think it might be in, might still be going at this point because they're testing it right now for people listening to this episode. I think we're going to be dropping this in March, early March. So keep, keep an eye on your local pest, but the Choco Taco is back in LA and Milwaukee right now, literally just LA and Milwaukee, which is very random, but for us in Milwaukee, very fortunate. Indeed. Indeed. I was going to try to get it at the latent location before that whole hubbub happened. So I'm, I'm sad it didn't. Um, one other shout out I want to give while we're talking about the Choco Taco, a long forgotten dessert was a caramel apple empanada. Ooh. Oh man. It's like, like a McDonald's apple pie, but like the dough was just like a little more crisp and like the filling was more caramelly. So it was just like richer. Oh, so good. I've never that actually had great. it. Yeah. It does sound great though. You're right, Fred. Um, I was going to ask Jasmine if, uh, you, you work during the Phantom Menace rollout. And then I realized you're younger than I am. <laughs> and I was like nine. So you would have been like seven. <laughs> I, I, I did not, did not work through that. Oh, we didn't even, we didn't talk about like the chihuahuas. Oh no, no, no. We're going to talk about that right now. Oh. I have the, my bonus for you guys for the power rankings this week. And so I started a little quote unquote early. We're hey. kind of actually at our regular timing so far, but Best commercial for Taco Bell is the, and I just wanted your number one, or we could just talk about, yeah, your favorites here, but I know I, I got a couple and definitely the Chihuahuas. So go, you speak your truth right now. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I grew up in a Spanish speaking household where we watch like Univision and Telemundo and uh, Taco Bell doesn't advertise on those channels. Uh, so I actually didn't, grow up with the commercials but i did grow up with like the chihuahua toys so like all of the little catchphrases and slogans like i knew because we had all the toys and i'm pretty sure my mom still has them but like i didn't watch like any i didn't see any taco bell commercials until like i became an adult oh my gosh yeah because i just like it just wasn't in our household and like that's an interesting thing too is like there's taco bells like they're not as worldwide as like a McDonald's or a Starbucks. There are no Taco Bell locations in Mexico. They tried. It did not work. Wow. Mexican people were not interested. It's so interesting because it's not really, it's not anything close to what they even like eat regularly. Like, But I think it was like uncanny valley enough where it's like, why would I want to eat a fake taco when I can eat a real taco? And like here in the United States, like, Plenty of us like Mexican-Americans are like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I love Taco Bell. I know it's not authentic. It's great. But in Mexico, the market was just not having it. They're like, absolutely not. I mean, the Domino's by the Vatican is thriving right now. So I don't know why it wouldn't work there. (laughs) Man. 
proud of them. Proud of that Domino's. I, I, I would have to be like if you tried to put like Uno or Domino's or something. Yeah. Like, by, <laughs> like just imagine if you tried to tell people in Italy like what Chicago style pizza is like. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have stuffed crust? <laughs> what is this? Is this pie? <laughs> no. Um, Fred, do you have a top commercial that you remember? Well, I learned a lot watching those commercials, <laughs> and man, they did they 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 didn't think they had they had opinions about women. Those commercials, I was very surprised <laughs> by. The big thing was like one guy. I saw one where like one guy brings home like a spicy burger, and he's like, "Oh, you got Taco Bell? You think that's spicy? You must be a woman." And that was literally like in a 2000s commercial. I and buy then the it, other though. commercial I watched was like the, pretty much the thing was Taco Bell. Our food is so crunchy. You won't hear your girlfriend breaking up with you. So you can <laughs> ignore her because the whole commercial is her like talking seriously at camera and just like a like a taco being eaten over her like voice. <laughs> and it's just like Taco Bell. <laughs> you don't have to listen to her. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> but I did like, I do think they actually had some really funny commercials. I like the ones where the parents are kicking the kid who's like lived there too long out with the uh, crunch wrap. So you're good to go. <laughs> and they like point towards all his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I'm going to point to one though specifically because I did see a lot of the show Chihuahua commercials personally. And I'm going to play one for you guys, uh, even though we're only going to be able to hear so much of it. But take a peek, take a listen. Chances are, because I wear a silly grin the moment you come into view. Chances are you think that I'm in love. Fall in love with a Mexican pizza all over again. Now, just 99 cents when you buy a large drink. That's 99 cents off. for a Mexican pizza? Holy moly. Isn't that with something? The of a drink, but that's still great. That's not bad. That, though, that commercial, I feel like sticks in my head, especially because we did have the, the stuffed chihuahuas. And... When you would squeeze it, you would sing like the first couple lines of that song. Yeah, that's why when you played that commercial for me, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember exactly which toy that is. It's the chihuahua holding a little rose in its like mouth. And you would squeeze it and it would like sing the first line. Like literally, literally had all the chihuahuas. I I loved them all. They were so great. So <laughs> you just good. gave Jasmine like a ratatouille moment right there. I you hear it, like the first three <laughs> notes of that. Especially because it's a Mexican pizza commercial, too. I feel like that's... <laughs> The hits. It's so interesting, though. I think even though it's not in Mexico, that Univision or like Telemundo wouldn't have shown those for even for like Mexican Americans. Because like Spanish speaking Mexican Americans weren't the target audience. So this is like going back a little bit to like the history of Taco Bell. Like the reason Taco Tia's and like Taco Bell had very different trajectories is because like. Taco Bell took these tacos and introduced them to like white people. And they actually used to pronounce them tacos. 
Oh, yeah. This was for like my grandparents to go out to eat and feel like they were eating something exotic. Right. So like it was like a very different experience. He's like, oh, have yourself a taco. And like, ooh, like I get to eat like these exotic flavors that are very different. And like that's why for like Mexican people, it's like that's not our food at all. And like nowadays, I think there's like there's love for it because it absolutely is not our food, but it's still like delicious food. And it's like the fast food that, you know, is closest to the flavors that we like, which is like that spice and like those really bold flavors. But like, it's that recognition of like, this isn't, you know, this isn't our food at all. And so a lot of that marketing, like didn't really go towards Spanish speaking households, at least like through like the nineties and the, you know, aughts and the 2010s, because that just wasn't the market audience. Now I think, with like millennials and Gen Z, there's kind of that Taco Bell kind of trying to reclaim like the, oh, like live mas and like we're bilingual, we're cool. But that wasn't the case before. Yeah. Not Demolition Man didn't cover any of that either. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Wait, you didn't see the uh, the Glenn Bell cameo? <laughs> Demolition man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta want these tacos or these tacos. <laughs> the tacos. <laughs> I just want to see it now. I want to make this movie so badly. <laughs> um. Oh man, no, that's good. There's, there's so much about Taco Bell we could talk about, but I mean, I feel like we've hit a lot of the big points today. Any final thoughts though for you guys for? Taco Bell. I got nothing. I think we covered quite a bit. We did. Talked a lot about the chain. I'm impressed. Any final thoughts for you? Um, I guess one thing, and I'm thinking about both my experience working at Taco Bell, but even just like the experience we had earlier tonight with like the messed up order and stuff. Like, If you're going to any fast food restaurant or just any kind of place where people are serving you, like they're ringing you up, et cetera, like I get it. It sucks when your order is like not handled properly, whatever. But like these are human beings just trying to make their wage. And sometimes some of these things are actually out of their control. Like Taco Bell is this big faceless corporation as are the McDonald's and the Starbucks of the world. And so much of that is decided by people who are like far away in suits and offices, whatever. But Mm -hmm. the people that are carrying those companies visions out are people in your community. And like, you might be mad that like Taco Bell isn't carrying your like favorite limited time, you know, menu item or whatever. That's not the fault of like the 16 year old who's at the cash register ringing you up after like her school day ended an hour ago, you know, like, like so much of that, like, like, yeah, I was bummed out with my order being wrong tonight, but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, I get it. (laughs) Like it's human beings often with like these wild standards being put on them from corporate, like I'm not going to yell at some kid for, for doing something wrong or anything like that. At the end of the day, like you're just interfacing with people there. It's just get over it. There's bigger things than like whether your taco had tomatoes on it or not. Amen. Amen. No, I think I was wrong to throw my order back in the window they messed it up. That was not the right thing to do. Put the right tacos in this thing. Here are my tacos. 
I agree with that though. Treat fast food people like gold because it's not a fun job. Make their day better. No, I mean honestly, the the best thing that came out of the pandemic, I think, is people respecting food service workers of all kinds, all backgrounds, no matter what part of the chain they're in. You know, like you should. That's why I was like tonight, like hey. Yeah, I was upset that they didn't give us our entire order, but giving you guys a chance to make this right, gave me my food, remade it, it was great. And look, if you, yeah. you know, if you become like a regular at one of these places, and granted, this is a little harder in like a Milwaukee location or a big city location, but like at the Taco Bell I worked at that was like in the suburbs where like we saw the same people come always ordering the same things, like you treat us nice we will hook you up. Like we will treat you with some extra love. We'll throw in some extra sauces. Like if you want that extra little swipe of sour cream and you tell us that we'll probably give it to you without charge. Like building relationships with people like is really valuable because then like you can have a better experience, you know? So just like, yeah, definitely treat people nicely, but especially if you're a regular and like they start to recognize your face, like definitely do so because there's a lot you can gain from that relationship. Fred and I are taking notes right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll be, yeah, I'll be creeping around Taco Bell the next few weeks to make sure I get the right stuff. Extra swipe of sour cream. You got me up. <laughs> I like it. Um, anything that you want to plug? I'll start with you, Jasmine. So I know I got into my slightly, I don't know, like political workers rights kind of speech here at the end of the podcast, um, which whatever. But um, so one, a book that I was reading recently that actually tied in really well to this whole like Taco Bell conversation is called On the Clock by Emily Gendelsberger. Um, And in the book, this like former journalist, her like newspaper folds, she decides to take some like low wage jobs. She works at an Amazon fulfillment center, an AT&T call center, and then finally a McDonald's in San Francisco. And I think it's actually like the McDonald's in like the Mission District. Oh, yeah. um, It's a really, really fascinating read. I think whether you've worked in like fast food or not, um, if you've like worked in fast food, you're like, oh my God, I totally feel that. And if you haven't, then it's like a really eye-opening read of like, oh my God, this is what is happening. And like, again, it's back to that conversation of like, these are like human beings that like you're yelling at or throwing your Baja Blast at or whatever. So maybe don't do that. Uh, So that's, I want to plug that. If you're a big reader or you want to like listen to it on audiobook. On the Clock by Emily Gendelsberger. Real fascinating read. That sounds great. Good. Yeah. For readers out there, pick that up. Try and support your local bookstores if you can. Find that book. Fred, what have you got to plug this week? Uh, If you check out the Interchange Theater in Milwaukee, I will hopefully have shows in March. Fingers crossed. As long as old Omna Cromney eyes its face you know you might get to see mine i think we're dropping this first week of march um so or actually it'll be march 9th so yeah keep an eye out on the interchangetheater.com for more on shows and scheduling um i'll just add for our plug here please uh, if you're enjoying the show and you want to support us go to buy me a coffee slash s O T F that's buymeacoffee.com slash S O T F. Any and all donations will be going right back into the production of this show. So Fred and I will appreciate anything. You are not required to donate anything, but if you're feeling generous, we'd love it all the same. 
Hey, buy me a coffee, buy me a crunch wrap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we do fuel off of Taco Bell half the time that we're doing this, I think. It's probably been two episodes at least that I've had Taco Bell before we recorded. Sometimes twice in a day. Sometimes <laughs> twice in a day, as the case was today. Uh, we'll see you next time on State of the Franchise. Peace. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's State of the Franchise. If you're liking what you're hearing, please remember to rate and review us. We are available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for next time. We'll be doing an episode on the Oscars, talking a little bit about the history, this year's nominees, and more. If you'd like to help us out with this episode, we are currently running a poll where we'd like to hear some of your thoughts on who will win this year, what didn't get nominated, and more. Uh, Find our link inside our new Facebook page or our Instagram page. Uh, Just take a look at the bio and we'll have it right in there for you. We'll see you next time on State of the Franchise.